0: And you are welcome, as you always have to, God bless you and you are welcome to
1: our service. And today, God has a special message for us. Today, we're going to continue with some reasons why it is important to pray. Amen. Why is it important for the Christian to pray? Why is it important? Why can't we spend our time doing other things? Why do we need to spend most of our time praying? Now, this is very, very important. Hallelujah. And last week, we got to talk about different reasons why it is important to pray. Look, for example, at Ephesians chapter 6. If you look from verse 10, you're going all the way to 18. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. And in the power of his might, put on the whole armor of God that he may be able to stand against the wiles or the tricks or the methods of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers that's bestowed, against the rulers of the darkness of this world against spiritual wickedness in high places, verse 13. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having them all to stand, stand therefore having your loins get about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shut with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith he shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, verse 18, and praying always, praying always with all prayer, all the different kinds of prayer, praying always with all and every kind of prayer and supplication in the Spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for your family members." No, that's not what the Bible says. Or for your church members, no, that's not what the Bible is saying. Or for your denomination, that's not what the Bible is saying. For all sins. So this is a very critical part in verse 18. You see that verse 12 says, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood. Why? What what are some of the reasons we should pray? Because we are in a war. And the war is a fierce war. And the war is not against human beings. Ladies and gentlemen, we live in a world and this world that we can see is temporary. The world which we cannot see, the real world is eternal. That is the real world. The real world, we cannot see it. So the Bible is saying that we wrestle or our struggle is not against human beings but against principalities against powers against principalities spirits that govern geographical regions against principalities against against powers that exert influence on people that cause them to do certain things that cause uh, them to to behave in a certain way against principalities against powers against the rulers of the darkness of this world against spiritual wickedness in heavenly places or in high places, the margins or other versions say in the heavenly realms. So if these are the things we are fighting against, the Bible is saying that in order to be able to stand and overcome, we need to have our armor on. But to seal the whole armor, verse 18 says, praying always. So why should we pray? Because we, we are in a war. We, we, we need to pray because we are in a war. And the war is so fierce that if we don't pray, we can become we can fall victim to the devil. If we don't pray, we can easily become prisoners of war. If we do not pray, some people can also become casualties of war. Hallelujah. What is a prisoner of war? Someone who is in a situation they are, they are not supposed to be in. A prison, prison of defeat, prison of depression, prison of lack prison of poverty, prison of, 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 of loss, prison of everything going wrong. So without prayer, these spirits will try to infiltrate. Now, when we pray and we put, we put on the whole armor, and we pray, the demons and the devils and all the things we are fighting against cannot stand against us, why? Because they are on our feet. Ephesians chapter two, uh, from verse one to nine, and in Ephesians chapter 1, when you read from verse 18, 19, 20 to 23, 24, it explains all that, that when Christ was being raised from the dead, we were also raised with him and we were caused to sit together with Christ Jesus in heavenly places. We we're dead in our sins and trespasses. Christ died. When Christ was being raised, we were also being raised from the deadness of our sins to a new life in Christ Jesus. And that's in Ephesians chapter 2. Now in Ephesians chapter 1, the Bible explains that, when Christ rose from the dead, God set him far above all principalities. Now remember that when Christ was being raised from the dead, we were also being raised with him. So that's verse, uh, Ephesians 2. Now Ephesians 1 is explaining where he went. So where he went, and therefore where we went, or where we are spiritually. Where our spiritual position is. Very good. Oh, I, 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 Yes. So Ephesians chapter 1, so uh, uh, the Bible says in, I believe, uh, 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 let me get to this, verse 18, when you read Ephesians chapter 1, the Bible says that uh, uh, he has caused us to be strengthened with, uh, sorry, uh, that's, let's get the verse, verse 18, uh, Ephesians 1, sorry, Ephesians 1, 18, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that ye may know what is the hope of his calling. And what's the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us, world who believe, according to the working of his mighty power which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand, far above all principalities and powers and might and dominion. And every name that is named, not only in this world, you're supposed to have gone to verse 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24. So, and has placed all things under his feet. Hallelujah. So go back to that verse, verse 21. Hallelujah. So the Bible is saying that Christ, when Christ was raised from the dead, he was placed above all principalities and power. Now, you and I in Ephesians chapter uh, 6, verse 12, we are wrestling against principalities, powers, and the rulers of the darkness of this world. Now, the Bible is saying that when Jesus Christ rose from the dead, God set him far above all principalities and powers and might and dominion. So these are all higher-ranking angels. And Christ was set above all principalities, powers, might, dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. And God has placed all things under his feet. If all things are under Christ's feet, then all things are under my feet and under your feet. Hath placed all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church or for the benefit of the church. Hallelujah. So definitely clear we are above them, but we need to pray. We need to pray to, 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 to make sure that we exercise our authority God has given to us. But if we don't pray, then we are not exercising the authority God has given to us. Look also at 2 Corinthians chapter 10. From, when you read from verse 1 to 3, the Bible says, For so though we walk in the flesh, read I mean, that's verse 2, we do not walk after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, they are not physical, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of Christ, bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. So you see that even though we we are human, we are not wrestling or fighting a human war, We are fighting against entities and principalities, and ladies and gentlemen, if you are at home and there is a war outside, and there is bloodshed outside, there are gunshots outside, and you don't know, and you step out, you'll be a casualty of war. If there is a war out there, and you feel that the war is not, you, you are not part of the fight, so you can walk around on the streets and not worry you can easily be a casualty of war. So you and I must be people who learn how to pray because we are in a war. Prayer is what will cause God to move. Usually God does not do anything until someone prays. God usually waits for someone to pray before he does things. That's why God said, look, behold, I I, I sought for a man. I sought for a man who would stand in the gap Between, so that the land will not be destroyed. Between destruction, myself and destruction. I didn't want to destroy the land or I didn't want to allow the land to be destroyed. God is saying. So I wanted someone to pray so that there'll be deliverance. But he couldn't find any. So he brought salvation from himself. But that's not the norm. The norm is that you and I must pray. So prayer is very, very important. So I'm to encourage the saints that look, It is important to pray. So why are we encouraged to pray? Because if you don't pray, then you are not exhibiting faith. Because prayer is a very great act of faith. We talked about last week. And we use the example of Luke chapter 18, verse 1 to 8. Jesus gave a parable to encourage us to pray always and not to faint or give up. Then he gave the example of an unrighteous judge who did not fear God nor regard man. And there was a widow who came to him for vengeance or to, and, and he would not. But as it kept on going continuously over and over and over again, the Bible says that the righteous ju- the unrighteous judge, he got tired and said, "Even though I do not fear God and I do not regard man, because this widow continues to come, she's going to weary me, so let me just give her what she wants." Then Jesus said, if this look at what the unrighteous judge said, Will God not avenge his very elect who cry unto him day and night? I tell you, nevertheless, he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, shall he find faith on earth? Now, when you read this in context, Jesus is saying, when Jesus comes, will he find people praying persistent prayer? Will he find people praying persistent prayer like the widow was persistent with the righteous judge? this clearly shows that persistent prayer is a great act of faith so i want to encourage us to be people who pray because without prayer we are not exhibiting the faith that god expects and if i really have faith in god i'll pray if i don't believe that my prayer will make a difference or i believe that planning and doing other things will yield more results i will not pray think about it if there's a crisis You would spend your early times doing the most important things to help resolve the crisis. But if you spend an hour praying, whilst trying your best to resolve the crisis, God knows that you have faith in him and you are relying on him. Because the Bible says the horse is prepared for the battle. The horse is prepared for battle. As for the battle, as for the preparation, it's important to prepare. But victory comes from the Lord. Hallelujah. So we talked about that. The second reason or the third reason why we must pray is that prayer makes us into people of authority. When you and I pray, we show God that we understand him or we understand the importance of prayer. When we pray, we we show God that, look, we are interested in him and we have an audience with him. And if you and I have an audience with God, What a blessing to be. It means anytime you speak to him, he'll give you what you're looking for. When you and I are people of prayer, we become people of authority. Why? Because we know him. Why? Because we just went to see him. Why? Because we just met him. Why? Because we just were were just before his throne room. We're just at his courts. We had just entered his courts and, 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 and we have audience with him. We have regular audience with him. When Gabriel met Zechariah and told Zechariah that your wife, uh, Elizabeth, she's going to have a child, Zechariah was surprised. How is that possible? Then Angel Gabriel said, look, what I'm saying has merit. What I'm saying has weight. Why? Because I am coming from the direct presence of God. So if Angel Gabriel was saying that I'm coming from the presence of God, so therefore what I'm saying is authentic. Then when you and I also pray, we are, and we are also at God, in God's presence, what we say is strong. What we say is authentic, and Satan and the demons must submit in Jesus' name. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Hallelujah. Now, the next reason why we must pray is a very important reason. You will see that Moses... When Moses entered into the mount and he spent 40 days and 40 nights there, the Bible says that he he, he spent a long time there. People thought he was dead. Now, Moses spending 40 days, 40 nights there, what was he doing? He was praying and reading the Bible. Think about that. Let me say it in here because what he actually did was he was talking to God and God was speaking to him. That is the same as praying and reading your Bible. So Moses went to the mount and read his Bible and prayed. Because when, what is prayer? Prayer is talking to God and Moses spoke to God. What is reading your Bible? God speaking to you. Hallelujah. The Bible says that, look, Moses spoke to God face to face as a man speaks to a friend. The Bible says that we must enter boldly unto his throne of grace. So it means that when you and I pray, we go to his throne. We go directly to his presence. enter to his gates with thanksgiving and into his court with praise. As we praise the Lord, his presence comes. So prayer is very important. I want us to see the importance of it. And anytime you spend a lot of time with someone, some of the persons, mannerisms, Some of the person's habits rub off on you. For example, if you know someone who usually says "so how," most likely, when as you keep you hearing "oh how," "so how," "how be," "so how things going," you eventually start seeing the same thing. So, what's new? Anytime you keep hearing what's new, you eventually start seeing what's new. Why? because you've been speaking to someone who has been saying what's in you for a long time. Hallelujah. So prayer makes you into a person of anointing. The Bible says that when Moses came down from the mount, the Bible says that look, the glory of God was so strong on him that his face began to shine. Think about it. His face began to shine so much that the children of Israel could not steadfastly behold his face. So they had to put a veil on top of his head so that he would to relate to them. You can find this in Exodus 24 uh, and then 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 7. So when we pray, we will receive the anointing. Also because Jesus said that if ye being evil know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much
0: more shall your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him. Let's turn out to Luke, I believe it's chapter 13, sorry, uh, yeah, Luke chapter 11, sorry, Luke eleven 13.
1: I'll read Luke eleven thirteen. If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? Think about it. If, if, if we are evil and Christ has saved us, but even though we sin or we, are, we, we, have, we, 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 we fall short all the time, the Bible is saying that we don't give bad gifts to our children. So if we who are evil know how to give good and advantageous gifts to our children, how much more shall our Father which is in heaven give good and advantageous gifts to those who ask him? How much more shall our Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Now someone will say, yes, if I have the Holy Spirit, that's good. But how does it apply to the anointing? Two verses for that. Luke chapter 4, verse 18, and Acts chapter 10, verse 38. Hallelujah. Lucas four eighteen. what does it say? Jesus entered into the synagogue, opened where it was written in Isaiah, Isaiah 61,
0: I really wanted to. But where it was written in Isaiah, saying, the spirit of the
1: Lord is upon me. Because he had anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. And he goes on. So the Spirit of the Lord, look at Isaiah 61, verse 1. That one says, The Spirit of the Lord God, the Spirit of Yahweh Elohim
0: is upon me. Because the Lord has anointed me. Hallelujah. I believe it's Isaiah 61. Yeah, the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. Because the Lord has anointed me, so
1: the Holy Spirit, when God gives you the Holy Spirit, He gives you the anointing. Are you getting me? The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for or because He has anointed me. Now look also at Acts chapter ten, verse thirty-eight. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with,
0: with what? with the Holy Ghost and with power. How many are getting so far?
1: So the anointing is the Holy Spirit. Now, um, um, it's important for me to, to explain the Holy Spirit part because when you pray, you can ask for the Holy Spirit and God will give you the Holy Spirit, like you just reread in Luke eleven thirteen. Now the Bible is saying in Acts did how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with, The Holy Ghost, and with power. Who went about doing good and healing order to oppress the devil for God was with him? Now, this is very important. So it means that what did God anoint Jesus with? With two things. With the Holy Ghost and with power. So there are two types of anointing God gives us. The Holy Spirit, that one is precious. It's it's, it's harder to get the anointing of the Holy Spirit than the anointing with power the anointing with power is what brings the healings the miracles and all the things we see but being anointed with the holy spirit is a whole different ballgame so you and i if you were anointed with power it doesn't necessarily mean you'll be anointed with the holy spirit but if you are anointed with the holy spirit you have power with you so it's important to pray because prayer gives you the holy spirit Luke 11, 13 again, if ye then being evil know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit? There you go. A light bulb just went on and someone's said "You just got it.
0: If ye then
1: being evil know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? So I pray for the Holy Spirit. God gives me the Holy Spirit. Now, what are the benefits of the Holy Spirit? So many two of them or at least one of them is that you are anointed with the holy spirit and with power when you have the holy spirit you have the power of the godhead at in you can i have an amen at least you don't need to say it loud but you can see an
0: amen now very important when very very important this is very important to listen it is the Bible. Jesus said it is it it is
1: it is very hard to be anointed. Jesus said that He, he will not cast a spell before swine. Elijah told Elisha, "Ask Elisha. I'm about to go. What do you want? Tell me what you want, and I'll give me it to you." Elisha said, "Elijah, I want a double portion of your spirit or of your anointing." Elijah said, "You have asked a very hard thing. This is a very hard request." Nevertheless, if you see me when I'm going, you'll get it. So it is not easy to be anointed. It is not easy to be anointed. Jesus said that you, 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 don't, you don't cast your pearl before swine, or they will trample about it. It's your precious pearls, your precious spirit, you don't, you don't, you don't you just cast it before swine. So this brings me to the next critical point. For you and I to be anointed, we
0: need to be prepared to pay the price. There is a price to be anointed. Let
1: me repeat that again. There is a price to be anointed. That's why not many people are
0: anointed. There are many people who are not anointed, but are good teachers there are many people who are not anointed but use strength there are many
1: people who are who are not anointed but the bible says
0: that when you are anointed it makes a difference it's similar to a sharp knife versus a blunt knife a sharp axe versus a blunt axe
1: the anointing is very important and the anointing is needed for just about everything we do in church even our lives, you can even be anointed for finances, anointed to be rich. You can be anointed, even when we were building the ark, the, sorry, the tabernacle and the ark, they needed, they needed anointed people. Even to bear the ark, you needed to be anointed. Many people in church, if they were only going to seek for the anointing, many churches would be different. If our church, if we are all going to seek for the anointing, and desire that God anoint me in this music ministry. Lord, anoint me in this ashram ministry. Lord, anoint me as I'm playing the drums. Lord, not that you just get up one day, okay, it's time to play the drums. I'm not to rehearse.
0: Okay, where is the stigma are the sticks? <laughs> Hallelujah. To, 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 to a, a, a Hallelujah. To be in
1: a technical team to lead prayer, everything, to preach. We need the anointing. But the anointing will cost you and I. Salvation is free, but the anointing will cost you. You and I need to pay the price. And the price ain't cheap to be anointed. I am seeking for the anointing, and that's why I'm I'm trying my best to pay the price because I need to pay the price. And you and I need to pay the price. I am hungry for anointing and I'm seeking the anointing and because of that, I am desiring to pay the price. I'm asking God to give you the grace to pay the price. We'll talk about what the price is.
0: The price for the anointing, the precious ultimate. The anointing, which
1: which is so powerful that even God was describing uh, 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 David the king, that my holy servant David, have I anointed him? I'll beat, you see, the anointing causes God to beat down your foes before you, to beat your enemies down, to, to cause the enemy, the devil, not to be able to outwit you, is the anointing. So that you will not be, you, you will not be outwitted, you will not be outsmarted, you will not be deceived. It's similar to shepherds who have ointments that they wrap on the sheep or the, the, the animals so that ticks and insects will not attack them. The anointing is so powerful, but it is precious. And all of us, the price have to, has to be paid. And many who are anointed have paid the price. When you go, you read God's generals, or you read different books, or you learn about
0: different people who are anointed, or are anointed, they paid the price. Many have paid the price. Who are some of the anointed people out there? You see Bishop knows, he's paid the price.
1: You see Kenneth Hagen, he's paid the price. You see Bishop and the others, the, the others, many of them have paid the price to be anointed. Kenneth Hagen, Smith, Catherine Comer, Benny Hinn, and many others, they've, they've had to pay a price. They didn't just get up one day and say, God anoint me, I've gone for a miracle service and oil has been poured on me and I'm falling under the power and because of that I get up who I'm anointed. You have to be doing certain things. And then when they pour oil on you and you fall and wake up,
0: they're known to be powerful. But you would have been paying the price before that time or after that time. Now, what are some of the prices? Um, there's, there's
1: so many. I, 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 I'll not be able to exhaust them, I'll just have a few. The most important price to pay out of the others uh, or are is time with God. Every anointed person will tell you that if you, you, you are not prepared to spend time with God, you cannot be anointed. When I say time with God, it's not only pastors who should spend time with God for anointing. When I say time with God, I'm talking about paying the price. Forgetting about things out there and spending the midnight oil, like some people say. Spending time praying. Spending time in prayer. Spending time in the Word. You see, the interesting thing is that read your Bible, pray every day, pray every day. That, that is one of Christianity 100. Now, let's take it that Christianity 1000 is the highest level of Christianity in your life. Read your Bible, pray every day is Christianity 100. When you go to the top, you still read your Bible and pray every day. And every anointed person who is still anointed, who knows what they are talking about, will always say that because for the price of prayer and the word, you cannot run from it. Now, think about it. Every Christian is supposed to read their Bible and to pray. Every Christian. That's, that's what God wants. But someone who wants to be anointed must go uh, way above and beyond what the normal Christian wants or is doing. The price must be paid. Kathleen Koeman always talked about the price, always said. I remember she was in ORU, and she was just talking to the people as she was explaining to them, almost weeping, and just going to them, then the power of God will be at work and they'll be falling under the power, just as she's just stretching her hands and explaining And she talked about the price that look, all the people there, if any of them were
0: to pay the price, they'll be anointed. She's not the only one who's supposed to be anointed. But there we go. So, So it's very, very important. So that's the
1: first. The first is the which is the most important is time with God. You can do everything you want to do, but if you don't have time with God, you continue to do it and you will have just a fragment. Time with God. Then the second is eating the word, messages, videos. Those are very, very, very important. Why? Because that's what I have been doing, I'm doing, and at least it's
0: been able to get me to have some proceeds by God's grace, and of course, through God, but nevertheless, hallelujah. It's
1: something that works Why? Look at Ezekiel 2.2. As the spirit entered into You see, the spirit entered into me as he speak. So as he speak the words, the spirit entered into me. Let's look at Ezekiel 2.2. And the spirit entered into me when he speak unto me. So, when he spake unto me the word of God, it's not just speaking, it's, it's, it's more than just speaking. The spirit entered into me when he spake unto me and set me up on my feet, that I heard
0: him that speak unto me. So you will be put back on your feet. You stand strong. John 6:63. 6, it is the spirit that quickeneth or gives life.
1: The flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, Jesus said, they are spirit and they are life. So words are powerful. Words are powerful. You can learn how to preach by listening to preaching. You can learn many things by listening to preaching and watching preaching. So those are very, very important. But you can look, listen to all the messages. You can. But if you are not praying and reading your Bible,
0: you continue to listen. And just get the trees. Hallelujah. Number two, removing certain things from our lives. Yes, you are talking about prayer,
1: but it's also important to, with anointing. Removing, there are certain things you and I need to remove from our lives. It's different for each person. Hebrews chapter 12, let us lay aside every weight that believes us to. Well, yeah, uh, seeing we are so surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin that so easily beset us. Wherefore, Hebrews 12.1, seeing we are also, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which that so easily beset us. And let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Looking onto Jesus, and he goes on. Hallelujah. So, removing certain things
0: from our lives. And it's different for each person. Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. Certain things from our lives.
1: Maybe it could be the boyfriend, the girlfriend, it could be a bad friend who gives you bad advice who gives you wrong advice, so many things. We must remove certain things, whatever they are. Sin must run away from us. Sin must be avoided. Sin must
0: be, must be neglected. Sin must be shunned. Also, there are things that are not sins, but are weights. Those things must also go because the weights reduce your your ability to give your time and yourself to God to receive more anointing. So, number one is time from with God. Number two, soaking in
1: messages. Number three, removing certain things from your life. Number four, turning away
0: from sin. Number five. Yeah, you are turning away from sin, and then also remembering the big, the big ones. You call them the big, the big ones. There are certain big ones that people must
1: weaken. Certain things have a grip on many people's lives, and those things must be loosed. Their grip on us must. Diminish. Instagram, social media, uh, uh, Snapchat, uh, what was the other one? That it, TikTok. YouTube. And the list goes on. You can't you, you, you let go. Don't let it master you or get a mastery over you. Just go once in a while. I've said to myself, until I finish praying and having my quiet time, Especially the quiet time. Until I finish up in my quiet time and pray, I will not watch TV. That's a goal. I mean, you, you might feel here, and they have not failed yet, but I don't expect to feel that if you miss it one day, you just continue and, and say to yourself, oh, I watched TV
0: before I, I, I finished. Tomorrow, God will do better. That's all. But no, there's no problem there. There's no law. We are not under the law. For
1: anyone who is still under in the law has fallen from grace. We are not under the law. There's no rule. There are no rules. There are no rights. Do this. Don't do this. Uh, control this. All those things. We, 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 we have been free. Christ has liberated us from sin, liberated us from bondage. Why should we go back into the law again with do's and don'ts? i mean i get what i'm saying but yeah so no problem if 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 you 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 fall short it's okay but the main thing is to strive to do well can i have an amen so the anointing is important because you see many people want to be anointed normally when i have conventions or programs and i ask how many want to be anointed just almost everybody comes but I ask them, I don't think they understand, as ask, are you prepared?
0: I mean, what do you think the anointing is for? The anointing is for certain things. Hallelujah. The anointing, the Bible says in Acts chapter 2. Let's look at Acts 1, 7 and 8. Acts chapter 1, verse 7 and 8. Just got,
1: okay, good. And he said unto them, It is not for you to know the season, it is not for you to know the times and the
0: seasons which the Father hath put in his own power. But ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost is come upon you. So, you will receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Let me read it again. I'm intentionally pausing so we digest it. But ye shall
1: receive power. But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And you shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all
0: Judea and Samaria and the uttermost parts of the world. So you and I we get the anointing for a reason. That's why many times the anointing is not always automatic. Hallelujah. I'm looking for something that it's amazing how. These things have a way of, technology has a way of getting in the way. How many are getting in so far? Very, very, very important.
1: So I want to encourage us to, when you are asking God for the anointing, as you are desiring the anointing, remember that the anointing is for
0: a reason. The anointing is for service. Even the treasurer need to be anointed
1: to be treasurer. So God, give me the anointing, so that I'll be a good treasurer. Give me the anointing, so that I'll be a good prayer leader. Give me the anointing, so that I'll be a good preacher. Give me the anointing, so that I'll be a good instrumentalist. Give me the anointing, so that I'll be good in the technical team. Anything you do, even the hygiene specialist, or those who sweep the, 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 the church. Give, Lord, anoint me to be able to sweep well. everything is in that You need the anointing for everything. But when you pray, it makes a difference. Look at the Bible, look at Acts 6. The Bible says that they, they appointed uh, uh, elders. They, they appointed uh, people who would set tables, deacons, and Philip was one of them. And the Bible says, and Philip went down to Samaria and preached Christ unto them. So Philip was anointed by the apostles with the seven, other seven, Stephen, Philip, and some of the. Others, uh, five others, there were seven in all, Philip and Stephen were one of them. Now you see that Stephen was anointed with the word. He was able to preach the whole gospel. He he actually read, he actually preached the whole Bible, Uh, Stephen, before they stole him. And then the Bible says, and Philip went down to Samaria and preached Christ unto them. I'm talking about people who were anointed and the the, the use of the anointing, one used it too. To, to, to preach. The other, he went to Samaria and preached Christ unto them and miracles and demons being cast out and salvation He became an evangelist. Yeah, so what I'm saying is that whatever God has called you and I to do, let's desire to do it and be anointed
0: and see the anointing so that we can do it. Amen? But remember that you cannot get it until you pray. What do you think Is that clear? Okay, very good. Now let me give you one more, and then we conclude Now um we are fasting we we we've been fasting amen this uh. We've we've been fasting now, amen? And fasting is
1: very, very, very important. Now, many people fast and um, don't really know the kind of fast that God requires. Many people fast, but have not really realized that fasting There is a type
0: of fast that God accepts. It's not every fast that God accepts. There is a right way to fast. How many are looking for that? I've got a summary. Amen? Okay. Let me get it. Let's look at Isaiah chapter 58. Let's start from verse 6 to 11. And then we'll conclude. Isaiah. Mm -hmm. Isaiah 58, verse 6 to 11. Amen. Are we there? I'll just get that shortly, six. Okay, now God is speaking. Is not this the fast that I have chosen?
1: If I let's start from verse four. This is very important. Many Christians fast but I think uh, I'll just take just a bit more time just to get into this. It is very, very important. Behold, the fast for strife and debate. Uh, uh, let's use NLT if we can. If it's going to mess anything up, yeah, please feel it. But NLT. What good is fasting when you keep on fighting and quarrelling? This kind of fasting will never get you anywhere with me, God is saying. Meaning that you can do other fasting, more, but if you're quarrelling, it's not going to get you anywhere. I want us to do some reading about that later on, but this clearly shows that we have to be careful with that. You humble yourselves by going through the motions of penance, bowing your heads like a blade of grass in the wind. You dress in
0: sackcloth and cover yourself with ashes. Is this what you call fasting? good. Yeah, Is this what you call fasting? Do you really think this will please the Lord? Now that's interesting. No, the kind of fast thing I want cause
1: you to free those who are wrongly imprisoned. So I've summarized it. but let's just continue. To free those who are wrongly imprisoned. Now, You and I might not get the opportunity to free people who are in prison, but if you see that there is an organization that is freeing people who are in prison, who are wrongly imprisoned,
0: and you can give to them, you are part of those people who are freeing those who are wrongly imprisoned. How many got that? Okay. And to
1: stop oppressing those who work for you. So it means that if you are a boss or an employer and people are oppressed under you, your fasting will not work. So it also means that those who are supervisors, those who are leaders or bosses, or you own your own company or whatever, be careful how you treat your employees. Otherwise, your fasting will be in vain, according to Isaiah 58.6. Treat them fairly and give them what they what they earn. Okay, let's go to verse eight. That's not what we are worried about. So these parts don't apply to the general people. Now, verse seven is where we come in. I want you to share your food with the hungry. Now, we are talking about fasting. So the first is share your food with the hungry. And to welcome poor wondrous into your homes, meaning that Help the homeless, very important. The homeless must be helped, but if you want to go technically with the Bible, it says, welcome uh, poor wanderers into your homes, meaning that just be hospitable to them. The Bible says, be hosta- hospitable to strangers, because some have entertained strangers on our believe it's believe in St. Hebrews. But of course, you also have to be careful
0: and wise in that way, but the key that we can take is, Share your food with the hungry. Number two, help homeless people. Number three,
1: give clothes to those who need them. Number three, it means if you, I mean, help people give your clothing to people who need it or buy clothing for people. When you go downtown in the cold, Or the homeless areas, you realize that many of them don't have clothing. You don't even need to look for somewhere in Africa. If you're in America, you don't need to go to travel to Africa to fulfill this. There are plenty in America. There are plenty all over the world. Wherever you are in the world, you'll find poor people, homeless people. Jesus said, as for the poor, they will remain We are talking about prayer, but uh, we, we are also fasting. So I'm explaining the type of fast. So that when we are praying and fasting, the fast will carry power. So number one is what? Feed the poor. Number two, help the homeless. Number three, clothe them. Number four, do not hide from relatives who need your help. It means that if a relative needs your help and you can help them, you are obligated to help them. Actually, just take it from me. Later on, I'll preach on the importance of these things. And you see that the Bible in general, the duty of a Christian is to help the poor and to help people who are in need. When you, when you read the Bible, just take, it, just take the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. You will you, you find that, that God is very concerned about helping
0: the poor. Let's continue. Let's, no, let, let's, go, let's, go to, let's keep going. We'll come back to verse 8. Good. Verse 7. I want you to share
1: your food with the hungry. So it's it, it now, it, it, it's a repeat. No, did you? Um, I don't want you to repeat it. Go to, go to, go to, we've already st- uh, talked about this. Please go to verse
0: 8. Go to verse 9. Go to uh, verse 9.
1: Be stop oppressing the helpless and stop making false accusations and spreading vicious rumors. So, we might not be able to, I mean, maybe we might not have somebody oppressed who is helpless and we are oppressing.
0: But, how many Christians make false accusations and spread vicious rumors? We're coming. So, as many people are fasting as we are
1: fasting here if we let's remember if you are spreading vicious rumors
0: or making false accusations and you are fasting Mm -hmm. there's a problem so we must be very careful because false accusations if you are not sure about something just be quiet there are many people who hear something and because they are they, they,
1: they not, how do I say, because they, they are not spiritual in a certain way,
0: they don't discern that, look, the fact that I've heard something doesn't make it true. I mean, I get what I'm saying. Let's continue, verse 10.
1: Feed the hungry. So, so you can see the emphasis on the feeding because we've read it already in verse seven. It's coming again on verse 10. Feed the hungry and help those in trouble. This is coming again. Now go to, uh, to verse 11. Okay, very good. Now start, go back to verse eight. Now, what is the Christian quickly to do? My time is up. I've gone past time. But what is a Christian to do? during this fast that i am what is my recommendation or god's recommendation to you and i to you and i what is god's recommendation go to the seven sorry to you and i god's recommendation of the true fast is not just praying and not eating because you can pray and not eat and then you not give anything to the poor you will not help anyone who is in need. Your, your relatives will come to you for help and you will not give to them. I'm not saying that if you don't have money, you have to give. No. You will be spreading vicious rumors. You will be bearing false witness and you will not understand why the fasting has not been working. Because God said that this quarreling and all these things that you are doing is do you think that this is the fast that I accept? Now, if God doesn't accept it, then it means he's not going to act on your behalf, or he's not obliged to act on your behalf. Very important.
0: So number one, what I want to encourage you to do is to look for poor people to help. Very simple. It should be a lifestyle, anyway. But if it's not a lifestyle, at
1: least during this fast, let it make it a point to look for poor people to help. And donate to the orphanage. The UUD, United Nations, has a very good orphanage. Sometimes, orphanage, you see one dollar, you've been giving a dollar, but by the time the dollar is, by the time it gets to the orphanage, it's like 40 cents or 30 cents. No, this one is one dollar, one dollar, you get everything. And there are many other orphanages that you can also donate to. There are many charities, there are different charities out there that are, are genuinely help, helping poor people. I'm not talking about the cause, this cause, that cause, no, 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 all that, the the, the Bible didn't talk about help the cause of someone who uh, 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 what a gun law or whatever, and leave it to the people to do their laws. And we are talking about poor, (laughs) hallelujah. Let's go back, we are still reading, it's not finished. Hallelujah. So help poor people. Look for people in shelters or whatever. I mean, you know what to do. You, can, you know what to do. If you don't know what to do, just send a, a, a comment because we, 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 our ministry does a lot of those things. That, that, that's uh, not to uh, um, say, it's just uh, not, not to blow, uh, how do I say, it? not to sound a trumpet, but just so that you know that it's important and I'm preaching what I believe. Hallelujah. So help the poor, provide clothing for the poor, help the homeless, help a relative who is in need, stop spreading vicious rumors, stop accusing people. Then what will happen in this eight? If you do these things, your salvation will come like the morning or dawn. Meaning that the, the thing you are praying about, the, 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 the thing that is defeating you, you'll be saved from it. Your salvation, your victory, your redemption will come like the morning. As for the morning is sure, this, as for the morning is coming like a sure banker. So it means that your salvation is coming steadily, a steady pace and sure. Your Yes, your healing will come quickly. Are you sick? Are you fasting because you are sick? It is it, is, it, is, it is a terminal illness? Is it a chronic disease? The healing will come, but quickly. During the fast, your godliness will lead you forward, meaning that your godliness will, will go before you, meaning that your, your reputation, your godly reputation will go ahead of you. And the glory of the Lord will be your rear guard, will protect you from behind. So God's glory, God's brightness, God's light will protect you and I from behind. What can affect us? All this coming about by
0: the proper type of fasting. Verse 9, because of time, but uh, I think you get the picture. Then,
1: when you call, as you are praying, when you call, the Lord will answer, yes, I am here. He will quickly reply. This is very important. Then, when you call, the Lord will answer, yes, I am here. King James, I think, says, when you cry, he, let's look at King James. Verse 9, and then I go back to verse 10, Is then shall thou call, and the Lord shall answer. Thou shalt cry,
0: and he shall say, Here I am. Go back to it. And that's, Hallelujah. So it means that all this is will happen. When you pray, God will be ready to answer you. Let's go to verse 10. then your light of course we've read we've talked about the things you need to do so feed the hungry we've
1: talked about it now we are talking about the benefits then your light will shine out from the darkness it means that or the darkness around you and the darkness around you will be as bright as day. so meaning that then your light any dark issue in your life any darkness surrounding you or any darkness in your area whatever the problem is that your light which is supposed to shine, will shine so bright and it will shine out of the darkness. So there's darkness and all of a sudden there's a bright light and that is your light, glory to God. And the darkness around you will be as bright as day, meaning that the darkness will dissipate and disappear. Every dark thing, every wrong thing will vanish. Continue, verse 11. The Lord will guide you continually.
0: It means you get continuous guidance from God. All this will not come to
1: those who are just praying and fasting. At least it's pretty clear in the Bible. But those who are praying, fasting, and are doing these things are doing the Jesus or the God type of fast. The fast that God accepts, the the, the
0: God kind of fast. And he will guide you continually. Oh, glory. Watering your life when you are dry and keeping you healthy
1: too. You will be like a well watered garden, garden like an ever flowing spring. There's no time to talk about it, but we get the picture. All this. So read Isaiah chapter 15, verse 1 to 11. Actually, it starts from on verse 1. That's 6 to 11 is where the meat is. Before, is complaining about the, the people thinking that their fasting is working, and he's not impressed with their fast. Look at this one. Let's, let's go. I've,
0: I've gone past the time, but let's just go to this. Isaiah 15 is one. To so get it in context. So someone will ask, oh God, I've been fasting, I've been fasting, I've been fasting. What's happening? Why
1: am I not seeing certain things? We found out in Isaiah 58. Shout with the voice of a trumpet blast. Tell my people Israel of their sins. Yet they act so pious. They come to me, to the temple every day and seem delighted to hear my laws. You would almost think this war was a righteous nation that would never abandon its God. They love to make a show of
0: coming to me and asking me to take action on their behalf. We have fasted before you, they say. Why aren't you impressed? Or why aren't you giving us what
1: we've been fasting about? We have done much penance, and you don't even notice it. I will tell you why. It's because you are living for yourselves even while you are fasting. You keep right on oppressing your workers. So living for ourselves, continue. You yeah, are just going to this five. What good is a fast? Or what good is fasting when you keep on fighting and quarreling? This kind of fasting will never get you anywhere with me. You humble yourselves by going through the motions of penance, bowing your heads like a blade of grass in the wind. You dress in sackcloth and cover yourself with ashes. Is this what you call fasting? Do you really think this will please the Lord? Hallelujah. So I think this is very important. And I want to encourage us, I've shared this a number of times in the past, a number of years ago, and this is very important for us to understand. Let's have this in mind as we fast. The beginning of the year, most churches, most Christians fast beginning of the year, fasting towards the
0: the, the year and the future. Let's fast with results. I'm not out of word, only out of time. Hallelujah. So we've talked about the fact
1: that prayer is very important because we are in a war. Prayer is very, very important because prayer is a great act of faith. Prayer is very, very important because prayer makes you and I into people of anointing. Sorry, uh, makes us into people of authority. And then pray because prayer makes us into people of anointing. Hallelujah. And then we've talked about fasting, God's type of fast. How many I get some fasting? So start looking for charities and, uh, and places to sow your seed. Hallelujah. And God will bless you. The easiest, if you go for an orphanage, if you're not sure, go to, after giving to an
0: orphanage, go use on the streets. You just make sure that the people are really homeless. Hallelujah. Shall we pray? Father, we bless you and worship you. We thank you for how good you've been. We love you
1: and we worship you. We pray that you touch our hearts and give us understanding an and revelation of the God type of fast, the fasting that you respect, the fasting that impresses you, oh God. May we all have the grace and the revelation of this true type of fast so that as we are praying and as we are uh, 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 withholding food and our daily delights, we would also do the appropriate thing as you have said. Give us this grace, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to give someone who doesn't know Jesus the opportunity to give his or her life to Jesus Christ. If you don't know Jesus, you are not born again. You know in your heart that if you die today, you do not know whether you would go to heaven or hell. If you know in your heart that you are far away from God and you want to say, Pastor, please pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to be born again. I want my sins forgiven. Then I want you to repeat after me. Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ.
0: I confess that Jesus Christ's Lord. I believe that he died on the cross for my sins and his blood was shed for my sins. I believe that God raised him from the dead. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and come into my life. Please forgive me for all my sins and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. From today, I belong to Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving me. In
1: Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen and amen. God bless you all. God bless you all. If you've given your life to Christ Jesus, you are born again and your sins are forgiven. Amen. Amen. It's time for us to give to the Lord. It's a good thing to give to the Lord. Offering time is blessing time. For the Lord Jesus said, it is more blessed to give than to receive.
0: Your ability to give makes you a prosperous person. Now, sometimes
1: you don't know whether people who are giving a lot are giving because they are rich, or it's their giving that makes them rich.
0: May you and I, people ask themselves that question about us.
1: This person, they give a lot to the poor and to church causes. Anytime there's a church program, they give a lot. There's a crusade coming up, they give heavily, there is this coming up. there's a building project they give heavily. why is this happening is it do they have so much money because they give or it's because of their money that they are giving may that be may that be because the answer is that it's because of the giving that we we have the money and we get more money as we continue to give amen so let's pray over the offering Father God, bless our offering, bless it, bless us indeed as we give, in Jesus' name, Amen. You can give to, uh, yes, this is how to give, you can give to, you can say, actually, we have a number of funds here, we have, if you want to pay your tithe, you can just click on, on what, what, you know, you can do what you need to do, uh, follow the prompts, You can pay your tithe. If you want to give an offering you can just follow the prompts give an offering the drop down if you want to give to the poor remember the poor you can give right there they have a remember the poor if you want to give to the uh, jesus hills miracle campaign for crusades to poor people you can also give there if you want to give to the orphanage the ud orphanage you can also give hallelujah so there are all different ways to give
0: Amen? There are all different ways to give. Praise God. So let's give to bless the Lord. Hallelujah. If you give to the poor, and you give
1: to orphans, you are lending to the Lord. I believe that the orphanage is a blessing. Any opportunity, you you get to help an orphan will touch God's heart. He is the father of the fatherless. Now, if you help uh, someone who God is a father, or God is all our fathers, but He plays a special role in uh, the fatherless and motherless. Okay, Father God, bless our offering in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you all. Thank you for joining us and all the uh, those on Zoom and the online viewers, God bless you. God bless you indeed. I pray that you heard the message. I pray that you are fasting for the the, the rest of the year. If you have not decided to fast and you're watching this message, I want to encourage you to fast. It's a good thing to fast, especially for to, to start of the year. Jesus said, this kind cannot come out except through prayer and fasting. Fasting is very important. So you can fast and follow these principles as you fast. And those who are fasting, who have not been giving, it's not too late. You can just, uh, 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 do your best, and help somebody, Be, be a blessing to someone. So God bless you all. May God bless you and keep you. May the Lord Jesus cause his face to shine upon you. May he lift up his countenance upon you. And may he give you peace. May God's blessings which you make rich and added no souls be your portion. May you be blessed in everything you do as you go in, as you come out. May you be blessed indeed
0: in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you all. And shalom, shalom, shalom. God bless you.